0: You're listening to the Women's HealthCast, a podcast on issues and innovations in women's health from the University of Wisconsin-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I'm Jackie Eskins. In early 2020, Dr. Amy Young of the Dell Medical School at the University of Texas, Austin, visited our department to give a keynote presentation on Resident Research Day. After her lecture, Dr. Young joined the Women's Healthcast to talk about the importance of inquiry in medicine, how she helps medical learners take their curiosity a step further, and why this spirit of lifelong learning means better care for patients. Dr. Young is the Chief Clinical Officer of UT Health Austin and Vice Dean of Professional Practice at Dell Medical School. I'm very excited to welcome a special guest, Dr. Amy Young, who is the Chief Clinical Officer of UT Health Austin and Vice Dean of Professional Practice at Dell Medical School. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I want to learn about the presentation you gave. You're here in Wisconsin um, and visiting us for Resident Research Day. Uh, But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about your day job and what you do at UT Austin.
1: Yeah, so I um, I originally went to uh, UT Austin to be the inaugural chair for uh, women's health at the Dell Medical School. Um, and uh, specifically, we did not name the department the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology on purpose because, uh, as you heard me say this morning, we, I wanted to put women's health care or women back into women's health care. And so taking care of women is more than just uh, related to uh, reproductive organs, and so um, we had the opportunity to focus on the entirety of women's health care in that particular space. Uh, since I've been at Del Med, um, I would say that Um, Some of my um, operational skills and abilities have been um, known, and um, my new role um, involves some clinical practice, but a lot of it rotates around uh, creating the infrastructures that a new medical school would require for clinical care delivery and for management of the practice plan and the
0: providers um, that the school employs. I'd like to learn more about the presentation that you gave this morning. it was a special lecture for our Resident Research Day uh, called What's My Impact? Tell me, I guess, a little bit more about what you covered. So uh, in thinking about, this wasn't a canned
1: lecture, it was a lecture that I prepared specifically for today. And I had been a residency program director for many years, and I think resident research days are really important. I think residents are at their best. They discover that they're capable of many things that they might not have thought that they could undertake. When they um, start out working on these research projects, it's always daunting and breaking it into bite-sized pieces. Um, one of the advantages, I think, about getting a little bit older and being more mature and seeing all these things that you have the ability to t- tailor a talk uh, to try to leave a lasting impression and an inspirational message for, for the residents. And so my goal with, for today's uh, lecture title and topic was to empower the residents to um, and the junior faculty primarily in this department to be the best that they could be and to sort of empower them not to be afraid of jumping in with both feet and um, that they could choose a non-traditional career path if that's where their passion led them, um, but to empower them to go ahead and make those choices.
0: I was really interested in a couple examples you shared. So a section of the presentation was um some of the ways that scientific advances and research have changed women's healthcare, even in the time that you've been working in the field, and you shared a couple examples of projects or new developments that seemed like they were led by trainees, either um, residents or fellows, so who are a little bit younger or newer in their practices and still kind of working through their education about. Um, one was about a new ectopic pregnancy treatment that was really interesting. It's not new anymore; um, now it's more standard. And then the other about a labor induction study. And what were you? What were you hoping was like the key takeaways from those stories for the trainees who were in the room? I think the key takeaways for the trainees
1: that were in the room was that um, they are actually at the forefront and they can see those the, the problems that need to be managed. And it may be um, uh, understanding a gap in care. It may be understanding a gap in structure. It may be understanding a gap in society that, that they need to feel. But I, I wanted to uh, let the residents know that there are everyday people that were just like them, that were in their shoes Um, but saw something that needed to be done. They didn't question themselves about whether they had all of the skill and ability to solve the problems, Uh, but at a sheer will, perseverance, and also having the right leadership and mentorship, they were able to make a huge change, not only in uh, the care on an individual patient basis, but really had a huge societal influence, Um, and they were just regular everyday people like the residents that were presenting in the room.
0: You talked about um, the the difference between curiosity and inquisitiveness. Uh-huh. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. So I am. I've been interested in this
1: area within medical education for a long time. I think the thing that will uh, lead um, a provider to uh, excel over many years is this um, continuous. Uh, Uh, pursuit of inquiry you know curiosity is a little bit more random and it's not doesn't have sort of the uh, framework or structure to um, uh, sort of induce the individual to uh, really pursue the answer to the question and so um, I wanted to leave I guess a tickler or a hint that they need to take those sort of random fleeting thoughts and organize them in a way that they individually might be able to create impact in that particular space.
0: What have you found helpful, or have you been able to kind of work with learners to help them transition that fleeting moment of curiosity into a deeper dive inquiry? So, you know, one of the examples that I use today
1: is... um, An example of what I did when I was a residency program director, I'm sure the way that people would do it now is a little bit different, but just put a notes page on your phone, if you will, or back in the day we would do it probably in a book, but when a resident or a learner, because this could be a medical student, when they have the opportunity or, or to document a question that will either lead them to the literature so that they can understand what the evidence is out there to answer their question or understand that there's a gap in knowledge that they themselves might have the ability to to, uh, pursue. So it's a little bit more disciplined than just them asking themselves a question. It's really about taking it to the next level. Um, We know that uh, based on adult learning theory that adults learn better when the um, learning that they do is temporal to a question or an action and so It's different from children, the way the children learn, they can learn for the sake of learning, but adults don't usually do that. So for them to take a question that they saw, have the discipline to write it down, have the discipline in a short period of time to actually look up the answer, and then if we're really lucky to be able to apply it to the next patient that they see, Um, that is sort of a a, a continuous quality improvement uh, project, if you will, in learning. That um, I've hoped to, um, or I have tried in the past, and hope to continue to provide that structure and framework, so that uh, we can we can provide that discipline around um, around uh, around the curiosity that they need to
0: to be able to make a difference. You just said something that kind of struck me really well. That you know, the hope is to be able to take that learning and apply it to the next patient and. Um, when I sit in these lectures, I'm not a I'm not a physician or a healthcare provider, so I'm I'm sitting in it thinking of my perspective as a patient and a consumer. Um, what would you want them like us me to take away from some of the stories that you shared today, or to f- to feel about the idea of inquisitiveness in medicine? For me, it makes me feel like the providers who are about to graduate and start working are going to approach it with this curiosity and this drive and this, like, deep felt need to take the best care they can of their patients.
1: I think um,
0: that for a consumer or a patient, what
1: what I hope they take away is, is that, um, I would say, by and large, the folks that I interact with in medicine along the way across my life have that level of inquiry or inquisitiveness as part of their nature and i hope that what you take away is is that your provider is not going to give you a road pat answer when something doesn't make sense and will actually dig deeper to the next level to make sure that you get the most appropriate care uh, that they could provide or that they get you to the where they think that you can get the most appropriate care um having the um the Having to check your ego at the door, I think, is a, part, uh, a very important part of being a provider. I think it's a very, very important part of being an educator. Um, but I think for the, uh, uh, on a patient perspe- perspective, the ability to see that um, it's not about actually keeping that patient, it's about helping that patient and getting that patient to the right level of service um, if they can't find the answer. But I want them to go and try and find the answers first.
0: So, this reminds me of something else you talked about a little later in your presentation. Um, So, you were talking about some structural changes in the clinics that you work in and oversee um, to help them, I think, meet patient and provider needs a little bit better. Um, You mentioned something about outcomes and how those outcomes are actually measured, and how what a, a physician might go in thinking is the outcome might not be how a patient is approaching the idea of an outcome? So I think the science around patient-reported outcome
1: is very much in rapid development. Um, one of the things that uh, I think has been a stumbling block for us in this work is that we've only wanted to use validated tools. Well, validated tools are usually developed for research purposes, and they don't necessarily ask the questions that patients want to tell us. And what a patient may want for their care may be very different and may not be answered by that particular tool. So at Dell Medical School, we've essentially taken two two tacks with this. One is that we've done some standard instrumentation because we've got to have some sort of outward demonstration that the care that we're providing is um, good and consistent, but we've also taken the tack that we will take some of these patient reported outcomes that are our standardized to allow us to take better care of the whole patient and not just the disease process that a particular patient might have. What I was referring to specifically in the talk today is the goal setting portion of the work that we do. So we ask all of our patients in women's health what their goals for treatment are, knowing that we're taking care of women with uh, chronic diseases and um, it has been fascinating to me that, that with those responses. And that those responses almost have to be characterized um, in the language that the patients provide them. But they're often not necessarily about getting a cure. They're about seeking understanding of their disease, understanding how to manage their disease, disease process so they have some calmness that's sort of brought into their life. Um, and enabling them to do the things with their friends and family that they really want to be able to do. So it's a really, um, I don't think, uh, it's a really different sort of holistic way that you look at uh, patient care delivery. And I think it's, um, even even though I've been practicing medicine for a long time, it's changed the way that I think about uh, care delivery for my patients. And then on a macro scale, it makes me think differently about care delivery for
0: for all of our patients on behalf of our providers. Integrating everything that you talked about to right now with us and in your presentation today, between um, kind of knowing that that spark of curiosity can come from anywhere, and knowing that the way we measure patient outcomes might be changing, it might need to be more focused on the whole person, and fostering like this sense of inquiry inquisitiveness I I liked how you wrapped up your talk this morning. I guess, what is your key message for medical learners as they head out into their careers?
1: Yeah, so my key message for medical learners is to make an impact and to stay current in the literature and to stay curious enough that you will actually go to the literature to maintain a level uh, of of practice um, that will allow you to... Um, Either take care of an individual patient or populations of patients or build structures that allow you to take care of um, uh, groups of, of, of patients with different disease processes there are multiple career pathways, um, for, uh, providers. You don't, um, I'm a perfect example of somebody who's moved from career path to career path, um, because I was curious and it was interesting and I had, I think, the skill and ability to, to create impact. I wanted to leave a message today that they should feel empowered, um, and, uh, Think about where they have the opportunity to make the most change, whichever career path that they ended up choosing, but to take the tools that they've learned through this, uh, these resident research projects, realize that those are tools in their toolkit and that they're necessary components to get them where they want to go.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. In August, the Women's Health Cast will focus on preterm birth, how often it happens what we understand about the causes, and the wide racial disparity in preterm birth rates in the United States. The Women's HealthCast is a production of the UW-Madison Department of OBGYN. This episode was produced and engineered by Rob Garza. You can find the Women's HealthCast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WISCOBGYN. Let us know how we're doing. Rate and review us in your podcast app and let us know what women's health issues you'd like to learn about. Thanks for listening.